Hello and welcome to Be Your Own Manager, the career podcast for classical musicians. My name is Bernhard Karras and this is actually a re-recording of the podcast I recorded this morning because for whatever reason, for some technical reasons, it wasn't loud enough so you had troubles hearing it, which I'm really sorry about. So I'll try to recreate the podcast which I recorded this morning which might be a bit difficult because I don't really follow a strict script, but I have my little notes and so on. So it should be more or less the same, I hope. So in today's podcast, I'm actually going to speak about something which is not really the nicest thing in the world, to be honest. It is contracts. It's law. It's the stuff you do that you kind of agree with someone to perform and you get money for it and you deliver great music. But more about that later. I also have some dates for you where you can meet me if you want. And I have information about the upcoming International Mozart competition in Salzburg. But more to come in the next couple of minutes. So stay tuned and stay with me. And here are a couple of dates I wanted to make you aware of. I'm just holding in my hand an invitation for Rising Stars. And that's actually an initiative by not just one, but by three different music universities in the southwest of Germany. These are the music universities of Freiburg, Stuttgart and Karlsruhe. Rising Stars takes place from the 2nd to the 4th of May and is a wonderful opportunity to meet young talent and actually also to come to a couple of other events which are built around it. So great concerts and this year it'll be in Karlsruhe in the beautiful Campus One Schloss Gottesauer. If you haven't been there, come and see it. And I have the great honor on Friday the 3rd of May at 11 o'clock in the morning to lead a discussion about your career in today's world. So I would love to have you there. It will be a podium discussion, so I will be joined by a couple of musicians and other people, but I will make sure that you will be heard, especially if you're a young musician and you are in the audience. I really would love to hear from you. So do come and join. The other dates I just wanted to make you aware of after actually going to Karlsruhe, I am off to Berlin and I will be in Berlin on May the 6th and the 7th. So if you want to meet up for a coffee or so, let me know and I'm happy to meet you. So let's come to Karlsruhe Berlin. In the beautiful town of Salzburg in the middle of Austria, where actually Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was born and lived for quite a while in his life, there will be the 14th International Mozart competition Salzburg and it will take place in February 2020 but don't wait because the online application is already open so you need to do that now and yes you have time till August the 19th for your online application but you know please don't wait until the last day and there are three different instruments in the upcoming International Mozart competition Salzburg it is for violin, piano and horn. And that is actually French horn. 
So look it up, you'll find a link on hellostage.com, there's a big banner for the 14th International Mozart Competition Salzburg and you'll find all the details online, you also find them on the page of the University Mozarteum. So 14th International Mozart Competition Salzburg for violin, piano and horn. Get your online application in now, tell your friends. The last day you can do that is the 19th of August and that's pretty late. Information, hellostage.com, there is a big banner, go there and hopefully get a prize. Toy, toy, toy. Today I'm going to speak about a topic which is probably not the favorite topic of any of us. I'm talking about contracts and legal stuff. Well, besides all the wonderful music, contracts and a bit of legal knowledge is actually important because whenever you are performing, you're entering into a legal contract. And I started to think about this episode when I read from an acquaintance of mine on Facebook that she was asked by a colleague of hers to jump in on short notice to play a double concerto with him somewhere in Italy. And it was really short notice and she made everything possible to do that. She practiced, it was I think even unknown repertoire, so she really had to practice. She started rehearsing and getting ready for that. They agreed everything orally and there wasn't even a big fee or something like that involved, but she really wanted to help that colleague. She just found then out that this colleague has actually decided to play the concert with somebody else. Well, that's not really fair if you really put a lot of work into it. And she wondered if she has any kind of legal remedy against that. Well, these situations happen, first of all, and that's unfortunate. And my first word of advice to that is I find this behavior of her colleague extremely unprofessional. And yes, professionalism in music is really important. And professionalism includes that I stick to my word. That's just good practice. So, interesting enough, in many jurisdictions, including in Austria, an oral agreement is a binding contract. Under Austrian law, it is absolutely okay to agree anything or many things orally and not to have a written contract. That actually goes for, for example, lending money or things like that. And many instances of an exchange of goods and services where there is no contract, at least no written contract. So an oral agreement in many jurisdictions is actually worse a lot. Well, the problem is always, if worst comes to worst, you need to prove it. And there I have a little tip for you, which comes back to the professionalism I just spoke about. You might actually do something very simple when you come off the phone with someone and you agreed on playing somewhere, write it in a short confirmation email. So write that person a short email saying confirming the engagement and the details. And the details include the date of performance, 
the program of the performance, the time of the performance, the rehearsal dates, the locations for the performance or performances and the rehearsals, any other things like the fee, probably also the arrangements about expenditure for your travel cost, who is paying for your travel, who is paying for your stay at the place wherever you're going to perform. There might be some other issues like, for example, recording rights or streaming rights or something like that. You should consider them as well. So whenever you had a meeting or a phone call confirming an engagement, do write that email. That's good for a couple of reasons. First of all, yes, it's proof, it's legal proof. You can actually hold it against a person not honoring a contract. But secondly, you know, it's also simply good and professional behavior from your side because I hope that you have more and more concerts coming up and then it becomes sometimes tricky to remember what kind of fee you agreed there and what kind of hotel nights you agreed there and what about your travel expenses there and so on. If you haven't written that down, you will be lost and you're either losing money or you get angry or something like that. So do write it down and make sure that you have that really filed away in an orderly fashion. Well, even if you have that, sometimes it's good to have a contract. And there's a big difference between the US American contracts and our European contracts. I'm a big fan of very short contracts of one to two pages. And to be honest, a really good contract doesn't necessarily need more, especially in performing arts. You can actually put that on paper. And if you don't have a lawyer or so, make sure that it's written in plain English or plain German or whatever the tongue is it's written in. It should be plain, understandable language, which is logical. If you have these American contracts, which can go up to 20 pages or so, but even in the short contracts, if you haven't written the contract, but somebody else, and you got the contract from a colleague, from an orchestra, from a presenter, read through it. And if you don't understand it, please ask. There's no harm in asking about, sorry, I didn't understand clause three. What does it actually mean? And if you don't understand it, and if you're not happy with it, it's okay to say, I'm sorry, I'm not happy with that. Can we rephrase that? Can we make that clearer? Can we change that? I sometimes have in my contracts when I'm teaching the rights that the university or the presenter actually wants to have the right to tape my lectures and then to put it out on the internet. And to be honest, I'm not happy with that for many reasons. Not only that I think it's my own copyrights, but also that a live lesson is very different to a recorded lesson, which I would do very, very differently for the internet and which I'm hopefully at some point will be doing. But coming back to contracts, so if you don't understand the contract, you know, ask the questions. And then as all of us musicians have people around us who are not musicians, but business people or even lawyers, you know, if you're unclear about a contract, send it to these people and ask for their opinion. Again, there is no harm in that. Yes, you shouldn't rewrite a contract. You shouldn't change it completely. 
But you know, if there's a phrase in there which is not really clear, it is perfectly okay to actually ask for it, rewrite it, and make clear that both sides understand the same thing about it. So, wrapping up, first of all, be aware that an oral agreement, either over the phone or in person, actually constitutes an, not only an agreement, but actually a contract under many jurisdictions. Secondly, it is very good practice after agreeing on a performance or playing with an orchestra or so, to write it down immediately in a short confirmation email with the details of the date, the location, the time of the performance, the program of the performance, the rehearsals for the performance with date and times and locations, the fee you agreed upon, travel expenses if you agreed, or even if you didn't agree on them, saying, I'm paying for my own travel, I'm paying for my own hotel, or the presenter is paying for that, or whatever it is. On flights, for example, also make sure that it's clear from where to where. And also include any other things like recording rights or so, which you might have agreed upon or not. Send it to the person, that's fine. Thirdly, if there is a written contract and you don't understand something, go and ask. There's no harm in asking and learning about contracts. A contract should be written in common language. And reach out to help from your friends. Well, last but not least, all these good tips will not really help you if this is an agreement for a couple of hundred euros or US dollars. We need to be pragmatic on that. If somebody doesn't pay you the couple of hundred dollars you agreed upon, you will not sue that person. It's just unreasonable. Your legal fees will be significantly higher and it will be a nightmare. And if you go to the court of law, something like that might actually drag on for years. And to be honest, it's not good for your psyche. You will become depressed and unhappy. So try to find another way. The other ways often involve a discussion about, you know, you give me this, I give you that. Meet in the middle. I know this is all not really good and it doesn't make you happy, but it's much better to find an agreement now than actually in a couple of years time by the court of law after spending so much money for lawyers and the laws and the courts and I don't know what. Yeah. Yes, if it's a bigger contract for a couple of thousand euros, definitely go there. And last but not least, in many countries we have fantastic musicians unions or musicians organizations. Reach out to them, they are there to help and some of them are doing an absolutely great job. Last but not least, now for real, I do hope that we all become so professional that these situations don't arise and I hope that my friend actually finds a solution with that unprofessional colleague. If you like that podcast, please support it. Simply go to patreon.com slash Bernhard Karras and there are many opportunities to support it with a little monthly donation starting at three US dollars going up to whatever you want to give. And with any kind of donation comes a lot of benefits for you. 
I will keep this podcast for free because I think it's important and I do want to help as many musicians as possible. But if you can, spare some change for it and I'll try to make it even better and overcome technical glitches like today. But see for yourself, go to patreon.com slash and see if you want to do that and if this is something you feel happy with. Thanks so much for considering it and I'll hear you soon. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Bernard Carries and I hope you did not listen the second time to this podcast because the first recording I did of it was technically flawed. I'm sorry for that, really. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please do share it with others and don't forget to look at the International Mozart Competition Salzburg 2020. Look at it now. And if you want to support that podcast, please do so. If you have any questions or suggestions or anything you would like to bring to my attention, do not hesitate to reach out. I'm always happy to hear from you. So, till next week, my name is Bernard Karras. This was Be Your Own Manager, the career podcast for classical musicians. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>